Hi, and welcome to Elevate Potential. I'm so glad that you're here. This is a podcast that is designed to help you escape patterns, embrace passion, and elevate potential. My name is Elizabeth Perry, and as a lifelong student of psychology, personal development, and human potential, as well as a transpersonal life and leadership coach, I will be your guide as together we learn from others who are on this journey. Let's dive in. First, I was like, why am I doing this? This is so stupid. But I think the more you fill yourself with who you want to be, the more you speak it over yourself, even though you don't believe it, the more you say it out loud, the more it becomes real to your subconscious, your unconscious, and then it becomes real in your conscious self. Hi, everyone. This episode is about finding meaning in your brokenness and learning how to share your story in a way that leads to finding your purpose in your own life. I am so excited to be hosting Gabby Avalos. Gabby is a professional artist, speaker, and writer. Her artwork is in private collections and galleries worldwide. She has shared her story on many different platforms, including Eating Disorder Awareness Walk in 2017, as well as in Washington, D.C. to congressmen and women. She also writes blogs on her website about mental health, healing, art, and faith. Personally, I am so obsessed with Gabby. I have been following her artist journey on Instagram since pretty early on, and it's been so amazing to watch her blossom. So I am so excited to host you today. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. When I was thinking, when I was planning out my podcast launch, there were a few names that were on this list that I was like, I have to interview these people. And your name was definitely at the top of the list. I'm just so excited to get into this conversation about creativity and purpose and passion and also how mental illness and negative thought patterns weave into that and have been a part of that journey for you. So... I want to go ahead and start off with just a lighthearted question, and that is, what were you like as a kid? What did you want to be with when you grew up? I'd love to understand a little bit about who Gabby was when she was seven. As a kid, I was very joyful and happy all the time, I think, or most of the time. I really enjoyed art as a kid. Creating was a very important part of my life. I remember that my dad told me this story that one day he brought home a pack of paper and I went through the whole entire pack of paper in one night, like drawing and drawing. I used to love to draw blues clues when I was really little, but I really enjoyed creating as a kid. And it was so fun for me because it opened this world of color and and just experimenting and playing. I feel like a lot of us experience that when we're kids. We that we have some sort of creative outlet, whether it be like imaginative play or art as you did or just singing. Like I remember when I was little, I had this little karaoke machine and I would always like put on concerts for my family. <laughs> and I wasn't a very great singer, but <laughs> my family would always listen and clap and it was awesome. Um And I just think it's so fascinating how kids are so in touch with like their creative selves. And as we get older, we tend to lose that. And even now I'm reading this book called The Artist's Way, and it talks about how you have to take yourself on dates every week because you need to spend time with your inner artist, which they also call your inner child, which is so fascinating to me. So I wonder for you, How did it evolve from when you were little and you were always in creative work to 
Even we, you came to ASU and we met each other and we were both studying psychology at that time. What did that journey look like from point A to point B? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that the journey was uh, a little bit bumpy and kind of crazy. Life is filled with all these meaningful moments and little moments that you don't think are meaningful and at the that point in time. But later on, you realize that they were game changers. So for me, I didn't really, I always have connected with art. I took a ceramics class in high school and it literally saved my life because of things I was going through at that time. And then in college, I had a breaking point with my mental health, specifically with the mental illness diagnosis when I was 19 years old. And I had to go to treatment for all of these things, intensive treatment. And when I came back, my life kind of shattered and I, all my friends disappeared and I was living at home again. And there was so much going on. I remember the one thing I came back to was art. I was creating, I wasn't very good at the time, but it helped me get through this really deep, dark time in my life. And art didn't really Art has been interwoven throughout my whole entire story. It's really beautiful how it has come up in moments where I really needed it. And it just reminds me, I heard this quote once that being an adult is all about finding your inner child again, which is creativity, which is exactly what you were saying. And so that's something that I think is really powerful is that things that are really meaningful to us, they pop up throughout our lives and As soon as you realize that thread, it really becomes powerful because then you notice how significant it is in your life. And then you start to really implement it in your daily life. And it changes how you view the world, how you view yourself. So art has been a very healing aspect of my life for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, I want to dive deeper. Like you said so much in that just one breath. And I want to take a pause and like dive into some of these moments that you shared, if that's all right with you. Yeah, let's do it. So I'd love to hear at what point did you start your mental health journey and recovery and start realizing that this was a journey that you were going to be on for a while and that start embracing the healing. In high school, just to give you a little backstory, Mm. my parents went through a really nasty divorce Mm. and there has been mental illness in my family. And so it triggered when I was, the mental illness triggered when I was 15. There's that stress model, Mm -hmm. (laughs) stress and experience model with mental illness. Sometimes you can be completely typical and then all of a sudden a really stressful event happens in your life. And the mental illness is sparked from that genetic predisposition. And that's what happened with me. I didn't really get help and realize how bad it was until I was 19 significantly. In high school, I tried to end my life once and got a little bit of help then, but didn't realize how bad it was and how much I needed to make a change until I was 19 years old. I hit a really low point in my life with mood swings and my eating disorder. And I just really needed a change in my life. Sometimes in order for you to change, you really have to hit rock bottom. I always think that's really powerful is that sometimes you have to really dig deep and just want to change yourself because staying the same 
is not doable. It's not feasible anymore. So you have to change. And yeah, that's how it started is I really had to hit a really, really low bottom. Yeah. And even as you explain your own journey with mental health, I realize how educated you are on it. And I wonder in college, as you were studying psychology and also dealing with your own mental illness, how did that play a role? I know for me, it was really difficult to study psychology and then also have that in my family. But I wonder what that experience was like for you. It was really unique because I could relate a lot to the things that they were talking about in class. And, mm. But it was also very powerful because I took this educational scholarly background and applied it to what I had learned in treatment with the therapies and the behaviors that I was starting to acknowledge in my own life. Mm -hmm. And so it was actually very powerful because I had these two components that I could look at. I could look logically and see the research and the history behind what I was going through, but also know how to apply healthy coping mechanisms through the therapies that I had learned about both in school and in treatment. So it was wonderful thing, healing process that I went through even in school. It was really cool, but it was definitely challenging at some points. I think that going through what I went through made studying psychology very easily because I feel so deeply that I could relate to so much of the research, of the studies, and even to this day, I still remember studies like the back of my hand and my memory's not very good. It obviously made a huge impact on my life. I can resonate with that. I think that although it was difficult, it was memorable because I had stories that related to a lot of the studies and classes that I was taking. And I feel as if like you had shared, you feel a lot. And that's something that... I can really relate to. And I always thought that that sensitivity was a weakness, but I hear you talk about how you have turned that into a strength and how you have started to embrace that. I would love to hear a little bit about your journey with feelings in general and how you started to embrace yours. Oh, that's such a good question. I used to really hate how deeply I felt because sometimes I would feel so deeply to the point of where it would take a physical manifestation in my body. And I could feel my stomach being upset and like I was going to throw up and all of these things and everything that I have gone through interrelates. And I think the mood aspect for me, I have been diagnosed with mood disorder, which is a general form of bipolar. And the mood aspect for me has always been very difficult because it relates to feelings. And so sometimes it has been hard for me to process that feelings are okay and that they're healthy. And that's what makes us human because I was struggling so much with my moods going up and down. And what I have learned with my own journey, which I think everybody can take a little piece from is that moods come and go and just because you're feeling something doesn't mean it's true. When my pastor had told me that, it was just life-changing because for so long I had struggled with these lies that I felt about myself in my head that I was ugly and I was fat and I was never going to succeed and I was never going to be loved. And I think when I realized that feelings are not always true, 
But feelings can be powerful and beautiful and magnificent. And that's what makes us human and able to connect and dive deep in relationship with people and with mother nature and with concepts that we can't usually grasp to be able to feel and to connect even on that shallow level with people who are different than us. And then to go deeper and say, look, like we both feel things and that's okay. And even though we may feel differently about a certain topic or hot topic or whatever, at least we're both passionate about it. Yeah. I think when you come down to the very basics of what people feel. It all comes down to wanting to be loved, to love and to belong. Yeah. I got a little teary eyed when you were talking just because I see you now and you just you are so confident and your light is just so bright and just shines. And I guess I see you on social media, which isn't always the most accurate, but all of these amazing opportunities have opened up in your career. You're embracing your creativity. And I feel emotional about it just because like when you hear somebody going from this place of a lot of self-doubt and self-criticism to be in a place where they're embracing their creativity and just really letting their light shine with the world. It's so inspiring. It's remarkably inspiring. And so just thank you for the inspiration that you provide to so many people, including myself. I wonder for you, when did that start to shift and how did you start to make those shifts for yourself? Oh my gosh. First of all, thank you for that (laughs) really sweet compliment and encouragement. I really appreciate that. So for me, Everything started to shift when I went to art school. It was so difficult in the beginning. I remember going to school and being sick to my stomach because it was, I had done treatment in the past, but it was digging up the very root of all these issues, which was the lies in my head that I believed about myself and how I didn't realize how deep they were and how ingrained they were and who I was. And so Art dug all of those things up. And I didn't go to a school that was art therapy based or anything. It was just (laughs) like a private art school. And so I think that's what makes art so powerful is whether you do it specifically for therapy or not, it still digs down and really uproots who you are. And so art school was this transformational process for me where I began to realize, oh, this is what I've been struggling with. Oh, this is who I thought I was, but I'm more than that. And there was a point like the the private school, sorry, the private art school was one year long and I would say nine months into it, I still felt like not good enough. I felt like my art sucked. I wasn't any good. This was a waste of a year. And then people started buying my stuff. And I was like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) What is happening here? And I just remember waking up one day and being like, I can do this. I feel like this is what I'm called to do. I feel like this is what God has called me to do. I had applied at ASU to go back and get my master's in social work. And I was at this um, life post. And one way was saying social work and the other way was saying art. And I remember 
being like, God, I don't know. And God was like, no, you do know. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Art is risky. There's not a paycheck every two weeks. And I just remember hearing him so clearly say, this is what I have for you. And that, when I heard that, when I believed that, and I think we all have this connection to the divine, right? Whether what, what that means for you looks differently, but I think when we are in connection with that divine hand and we hear that speak, we just have to chase after it and go. And when I decided that, it was like all this confidence and belief had come up and welled up inside of me. And I tell people now, I'm like, I'm going to be a famous international artist. And there's no doubt in my head. And I remember three years ago, I was saying to myself, when I when God gave me a picture of what I was going to do um, for work, he said, like, you're going to do something that is going to pave a way. It's going to be different. Like, it's going to be hard and challenging, but it's going to be successful and it's going to be really beautiful and make a lot of change in a lot of people's lives. I remember being like, God, I just want to work at a company and work my way up. That sounds really (laughs) difficult. And he had bigger plans for me. And when I fully chose to pursue art, all these doors opened up and it was like the universe was saying like, hallelujah, thank goodness. Finally, you're here. That is so amazing to hear and such an incredible story and journey. When you talk about some of the roots that art was building, digging up for you, I wonder what was your process or was it just like keeping at it? If you were to look back and say, oh, this is how I got to the point where I was like, no, I can do this. Was it little things? Were there big moments? How did you go from, I hate my art and I don't think I should do this to I'm going to be an international artist? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that with anything with mental health and mental illness, it's every day, every moment, which relates a lot to faith. Every day, every moment, we take it step by step. And I think that relates a lot to the hot topic of mindfulness and being present. Little changes throughout your day is what really builds up to be the big moments. And I think for something that has really marked my journey as a person with mental illness is the resilience factor, the the ability to get back up, even when chaos and brokenness was swirling around me, trying to suck me back in. I think the ability to recognize that I am an overcomer and it's really weird because I used to think of myself as very weak, emotional, dramatic, loud, all these labels that other people had put on me and that I had put on myself. And so as I started to peel away the the negative perspectives that other people had of me and the negative perspectives that I had of myself, Each day, I started to move into more of who I think I was called to be and who I am when I'm in alignment with the divine and with God. I think little moments. I used to put stickers on my mirrors with affirmations, and I thought it was so stupid at first. I was like, why am I doing this? This is so stupid. But I think the more you fill yourself with who you want to be, the more you speak it over yourself, even though you don't believe it, the more you say it out loud, the more it becomes real to your subconscious, your unconscious, and then it becomes real in your conscious self. And so I just 
I kept speaking over myself even when I didn't believe it. And I think those little moments really added up to the big moments. And I think the big moments are glorious and wonderful and magnificent, but the little moments are the really special, significant things because that's who says who you are as a person. Oh, that's so beautiful. I wonder when it comes to your art, has there ever been like a painting or a piece of work that you've done that really had an impact on who you are as an artist or created a catalyzing moment for you? Yeah, there's one piece in particular that really changed how I viewed my art and the meaning behind it. It's It was at the very beginning of my career as a professional artist. I was creating a portfolio for the end of art school. And I created this painting of zebras. And I remember having a dream and being like, I should paint zebras in rainbow colors. And I remember thinking it was so weird, but... And then I was like, I went even further and I was like, I should do it with a silver background and I should thread my inks through the zebra. So it's like this movement of connection and it's going to be magenta, but there's going to be other colors for the stripes. And I remember looking at it and thinking, oh my goodness, (laughs) I think that art is very prophetic and maybe I'm a little crazy for that, but I think a lot of people think art is prophetic. But I looked at it and I was like, whoa, I used to see life in black and white with my mental illness. The world was a very dark place for me. It was filled with brokenness. It was filled with hatred, all these horrible things. And when art came into my life and God had brought art into my life, it was like I started to really see life in full color. I started to see the beauty and magnificence in transformation and resilience and the hard stuff and brokenness. And it really meant a lot to me. And it, I called, I named the painting. I pray over all my paintings, what I should name them. And I named the painting becoming. And I just thought, man, that's so powerful. That's such a weird name, but it's so powerful because it's not like we, it's not like I have become, I have arrived. Mm-hmm. It's I'm coming I'm developing, I'm growing. This is a journey, not a destination. And I think that's what life is about, is the journey. And I know that's so cliche, but if you think about how we measure our lives, it's always based on the destination, a new career, new baby. But what the really beautiful moments are those moments of connection and those moments of pure love between the baby and you or connecting with your coworkers or making a difference. So I think that becoming peace was really significant for me. Yeah, I love that because one of the things that I've been working on even in my life is how to uproot black and white thinking, which I love that you say, I saw the world in black and white, which is such an artistic way to put it. But there's also black and white thinking where you feel like in this fear place where you only see black and white. And when you talk about seeing the full color and experiences, that is what resilience is. Resilience is being able to go through something hard. And instead of being like, that was hard, that sucks, I'm sad. Instead, you see, that was hard, that sucks, I'm sad. I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to see the opportunity in this failure. I'm going to see the beauty in this pain. 
I'm going to see the growth in this challenge. And being able to hold both with both hands open, hold the pain and hold the lesson, hold the hurt and hold the growth. That is what resilience is living in the in-between of the black and the white and seeing beautiful colors that exist in our experiences. Like that is textbook definition. But what I love about it is the way that you explain it is so much more accessible to people who may not understand textbook definition, but they do understand, yeah, the world feels black and white to me. It feels good or bad. And being able to have that like visual and have that analogy for them to hold on to of let me see the full color of this experience. Let's not just judge it based on what I see, but let's see the full color of this experience is just so important. And I think that black and white thinking can lead to a lot of the mental health issues that I've experienced. Like when it comes to anxiety, like oftentimes it's because I'm worried about something bad that's going to happen judging whatever that is when instead maybe I don't get that job. Maybe that boy doesn't like me or whatever it is, but that could be God closing a door so that he could open another one and seeing all of the intricacies in that experience. Yeah. I always say that you can see an inch, but God can see a mile. Oh yeah. I love that. And I really fully believe that sometimes when we're meant for something and something is so special and significant for us and we are stubborn because I'm stubborn (laughs) that God will close all the doors and he'll make you feel like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Where am I going? What is happening? So you can walk through this one particular door. Mm. Oh, I feel that so much right now. You are speaking to me. Okay. Well, Gabby, I would love to hear you walked through that door. And since you walked through that door, so many other doors have opened for you. And so I would love for you just to inspire us. What have been some of like the highlights of your career? What are you looking forward to next? And where can people connect with you and find your art? Wonderful. Yeah, it's been really such a blessing. I'm so grateful that people have connected and loved my art so much. In 2020, even with a pandemic, I sold 59 paintings. Wow. And that was my first full year as an artist. In addition to that, this year I have made an international mark. I have really been in a lot of different countries all over Latin America. I recently just got into a gallery in Paris. Oh my goodness. And have an exhibit on June 14th. There's so many exciting things coming up. I was on a magazine cover in Colombia, which is wild to me. Uh, And last year, I forgot to mention, I was in Tokyo on large-scale digital signs. Wow. Is where you see all of the advertisements and they flash. And there was an estimated audience of 1.4 million per day. And I was there for five weeks. So it's just been wild and completely radical how much success has come. And I'm very humbled by it. And there's not a moment that I don't recognize who gave this to me all. It's definitely God's work. I would love to connect with everybody listening. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, (laughs) 
And my handle is Avalos, A, V as in Victor, A, L O S dot fine art. And you can also check out my website, which is um, www.avalosfineart.com. I have lots of different paintings up there. I would love for you to check out my work. Send me a message, DM, email, which one's your favorite. It would be wonderful to connect with you. I think something that is really powerful about my art is that it connects with all different ages, all different stages of life. And I think the art is love letters from God. My art is love letters from God. And I want you to feel inspired. My whole, my like slogan is like, I want you to feel inspired to love more, to heal your hurts and to connect often. And so, yeah, thank you guys for listening and hearing my story. That is so amazing, Gabby. And when people see your art, I think that now, even for me, hearing the backstory and seeing the color, like it moves me to tears. Like I see the painting even just behind you right now. And just knowing the story of you, you used to see life in black and white and like the, the struggles that you used to experience and still do. And I think that's something that is important to talk about is that we're never finished. We're always becoming, we're always working on our mental health journey, but to see your art and to see all of the colors, it's so inspiring even just to look at. And I'm really excited to share this, your story with others. And I'm really, I um, am just excited to continue to watch your journey grow and to hear how Paris goes and would be so excited to do another episode with you. I want to end just to tell you how much inspiration that you have brought me because I think oftentimes we are impacting people's lives without even knowing it. And there was one day where I was like, oh my goodness, it's so cool that she's doing art. Like I knew her when she didn't do art and now she does. And now she's an artist and now she's like literally going to Tokyo. I was like, I should try painting. And then immediately I thought, you'll never be Picasso. You'll never be as good as XYZ. Why should you even try? And at that time I was practicing mindfulness. And so I actually heard the thought and then felt the emotion. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. We're not going to do that to ourselves. I went and bought some paint and I started painting. And I can honestly say that it was through following you on Instagram and seeing your story and watching you flourish that I found the inspiration to, hey, maybe it is Maybe it's not art, maybe it's something else, but to nourish my inner artist and to start to feel that bravery of, feel the bravery and step into the courage of embracing art. So I just wanted to send you a huge thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And I'm so excited to have everyone else hear it. Thank you. And I appreciate you sharing that with me. I think that Something that's really important that I, one last tidbit that I want to share is on our journeys, it's really important to be authentic and vulnerable with safe people in safe spaces. I still struggle. There's still weeks where I'm so moody and so hard. And sometimes I try to be honest and vulnerable with that on social media, not to the extent that I would uh, with my loved ones, but I want people to know that Mental illness is not an overnight, oh, I feel so much better, or oh, I went for a run, I'm great. It's something that takes work. And I think that 
being authentic and vulnerable with those around us is what is really inspiring. And a way of doing that is creating, right? Just like you said, being vulnerable in that. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think actually the most beautiful art is the one with imperfection. Mm. That. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Gabby. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm excited to continue to watch your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. As always, any books, links, or resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes for you to access. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram at Elevate Potential Podcast if you would like to be a guest on this show. Finally, please subscribe and download episodes in order to support the community that we are creating of people who are working to elevate their potential together. Until next time.